Uh, hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. I'm going to be at the Sacramento Punchline June 13th through the 15th, and my new special Dad Chaniels is airing on Amazon Prime, and you can listen to it anywhere you get music. And hey everybody, this is Chad's uncle slash father, Ronnie Daniels. That's not even close. And uh, you're listening to my new podcast, Spinning Yarns with Uncle Ronnie and Chit Chad. Ronnie and Chit Chad, let's start the show. Okay, everyone, this is Chad Daniels. Across from me is Cy Amundsen. To my right is Justin. Eric is on a big sailing trip around the east coast of America. Eric is not with us. Uh, He's doing that for the the thing. And listen, you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Here we are. I, I have thought about Uncle Ronnie almost every moment since the last moment we finished. Uh, recording. It's incredible because I have not <laughs> thought of him at all because I don't. Uh, well, I mean, let's just lay it all on the line. He's not my uncle. He's not. You can't just show up when you're 88 years old and be like, guess what? I brought balloons. <laughs> I, I'm still in on the he's your dad thing. And I, grandpa. He's your grandpa. Yeah. He, excuse me. He, no, I think remember, he's your dad. No. It's this. Here's what I think has happened. And I, I pictured a scene where I'm slowly going to convince you that Uncle Ronnie is your dad trying to get back into your life. And you're not going to hear it because you don't want to hear it. Why would you want to hear it? And finally, we figure it out. And it's true. And Chad goes to find him. And you walk into a bar full of people angry at this point because you've had enough of me and him. And you shout, where the fuck is Uncle Ronnie? Who the fuck is Uncle Ronnie? And there's a pause in the bar and a man stands up and he goes, I'm Uncle Ronnie. And then there's a beat. And then a second man stands up and goes, no, I'm Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> and then a third man stands up. No, I'm Uncle Ronnie. Are you getting any of this? Justin, does this make any sense to you at all? It makes sense to you. What does he do when he's by himself? I can tell you. If we sold a t-shirt already that said, I am Uncle Ronnie on it, fucking would sell out in a heartbeat. I don't think we would because no one's listening to this episode anymore. Everyone's already clicked off of it. You are. You could not be more wrong about anything in the history of the world. Do you think, here's what's something I'm right about. Let me tell you this. Do you think that Uber drivers should be able to accept a ride before they go get gas and whatever the fuck they're doing? At today at the airport, it said six minutes. 23 minutes later, dude shows up. He goes, how's your day? I go, almost over. I've been waiting for you for almost a whole day. And he goes, what? And I go, it was six minutes. Where were you? He goes, I had to get gas. Bruh. You don't get to do that. Get your gas before you what, accept the ride. They what was his name? Ride. Should we out him? I don't think so. Out his ass. No, I don't think so. Let's out his ass. I can't. I've got this vengeance inside me. I'm going to find Uncle Ronnie. I'm going to get this fucking Uber dear. driver. I'm just oozing at the seams. Why? Hey, by the way, your back must be feeling better. I haven't seen you flex your arms Clench and my boost. fist yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing, I'm, it's a little bit. We're heading in the right direction. Good I'm for you. Good. If you want to get extra angry, you should go to Starbucks. Yeah. Have Is you, this going to be just an Andy Rooney show of yours? You know what makes me really upset? This doesn't make me upset. It's fascinating to me. Okay, go that on. That you can say four words to another human being from just across a counter. Not like on a cell phone where they can't see your lips moving. 
they're looking right at you. And you can say something like triple, that means three, right? Three. We're all in agreement. Yep, that's triple three. tall, that's a size. That's their stupid size, yeah. Iced, that means you either want it hot or cold. Yep. Latte. Well, iced means that's cold. That's like a kind of drink, yeah. right? Yeah. So those are the four things they need to know. Yet they only still only hear two of them. <laughs> Isn't that something? And you, here, here's the fascinating part. Different places around the country, they'll pick different ones. <laughs> so sometimes I'll end up with a, a grande, uh, a triple grande iced cappuccino. And another time I'll end up with a, uh, a single tall hot latte. Justin, I need you to understand because Justin hasn't recorded our show before or really spent that much time, certainly with the two of us at the sure. same time. We are in rarefied Chad air here. And it's those moments when his day has started and he's dealt with a combination of assholes in a row that then you get him in a place and it's exciting because he's hot. He I doesn't, don't know if he doesn't appreciate he doesn't appreciate uh, a week's worth of thought into an Uncle Ronnie bit, and he just wants to burn the town to the ground. I don't want to burn I personally the love it. I want to hold up my drink and go four <laughs> fucking words. Who can't do it? If you have to remember left on Union, right on Lincoln, you're never going to get to where you're going. Those are two very simple instructions, but there's six words. You're in so much trouble. I just Googled uh, Starbucks sucks just to see what would come up. And the first thing that came up was an article called 17 things your Starbucks barista is dying to tell you. You know what number one is? What? At least try to tell us your drink order right. That's not fair because I ask them. I go, hey, how do I order this to make sure it is right? And that's what they've all told me. They go, well, you start with how many shots you want. Then you go to size. Mm -hmm. Then you go to, you either say iced or you don't. If you don't say anything, it's blah, blah, blah. And then you say, uh, I used to go one pump vanilla. I used to add one pump of vanilla, but that's fucking. One pump of vanilla. Now you're at eight words. Yeah, you're doubling that's up. Double so at this up, point, yeah. there's no vanilla. You might as well just hang yourself in yeah, the Starbucks. At this point, there's no vanilla. So I just. Uh, Why don't you switch chains? Go to Caribou. Well, because it's Starbucks is. Uh, everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. And so I thought, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to order. I'm going to say four words mm -hmm. and see if they can get it right and rarely do. And I've even had them read it back to me. I say uh, I was in Los Angeles and I go, hey, uh, can you read that back to me? And then uh, the lady goes, I sure can. And she read it back to me, but couldn't figure out how to get to the, the back screen to read it. And so she had to ask someone else. She goes, hey, can you come over and help me with get back to the last screen? And I go, well, this is not going to be right. <laughs> I know this one's not going to be right. So now I'm just like, yell my name and I'll come grab whatever fucking coffee drink you made me. And I understand a lot of people are probably listening going, drink black coffee. I can't. Yeah. I've tried and I cannot do it. I think some people are listening like, you upset about skateboarding too, Grandpa? <laughs> So I spent uh, all of last week in Indiana, where my fiance is from. Uh, we were there with her family, who her family is incredible. Right? Okay. They're fantastic. Uh, but we were in Cincinnati one of the days, and we were driving back to where her family lives. And so we drove through a number of small towns. Mm -hmm. And one of the small towns we drove through, we pulled into a gas station, right? And you know how some gas stations are combos, like gas station slash subway? Sure. So this place was a gas station, 
slash pizza place slash post office slash <laughs> graveyard. What? <laughs> graveyard? Graveyard. Oh, that's pretty great. It's it's uh, like we pulled in and I like Jenna was driving and I looked up and I go, what the fuck? A post office? Is that a graveyard? That's perfect. That's like one of those old uh, general stores from like Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Oh, where yeah. Where it was just everything. Yeah. It, so, it, and it was like, you know, the little construction trailers. Mm-hmm. That's what half of it was a pizza place. Half of it was like a post office. I went in to try to get a water. Did not have them. Uh, they had Pepsi products. They did not have a water. You want your due, you can get done. You want a water, get fucked. So... I walk, and I should also warn you. I know we joke about how I use hillbilly voices sure. a lot, and I'm gonna feel like the boy who cried wolf on this episode because uh, today is gonna be chocked full of them, and they're real. That's I fair. I dealt with a lot of. I also want to take the side of this gas station for now and let you know I've almost died waiting for a letter from the U.S. Mail Service. <laughs> so that could be it. That could be. They could show up and be like, uh, "Jesus Christ, when's this check coming?" And all of a sudden, they just die. <laughs> There was a guy probably from dehydration. (laughs) There's no water. There's no water. There was a guy outside who worked there. And after I walked out of the pizza place post office, I was like, man, you guys got everything here. And the guy didn't look at me. He just kept looking straight ahead. And he goes, yep, we'll feed you, gas you, ship you and bury you. (laughs) Little did you know, though, there, there was a cue card off in the distance <laughs> yeah, that he was reading off of. We will <laughs> foo feed you. That's I fantastic. couldn't tell if it was a, like a threat or a slogan. <laughs> well, at that point, you should be like, well, if you're going to bury us, why are you going to feed us? You should yeah, save the food for the living. What a waste of money. So I was already I was like, oh, I, that's I thought it was incredible. I thought it was like. A very interesting place. It seems very interesting. It was very interesting. I was a fan. And then we had to go further into town because Jenna wanted a coffee. Obviously, unless Mountain Dew makes a coffee, they weren't going to have it. So we go into town. We stop at this coffee shop. And no shit, it is a coffee shop slash antique shop. (laughs) (laughs) So now I just think everything in the town is also (laughs) something else. What kind of coffee does she get? She actually, I don't know. You'd have to ask her. I don't, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I never pay attention. Okay. She, but you get your coffee, get a porcelain Elvis doll, continue right through in Get out of there. <laughs> so we're in there, and it's like, a, it's this older woman who owns it. She started it and owns herself. And I've got a pretty big sweet spot for small town business owners. And she just introduced a new brownie called the Cookies and Cream Brownie. Okay. And uh, she was like, I think you guys would really like one. Do you want to get one? And I go, we'll take a whole pan. Like, and her eyes lit up like I just bought seven Mercedes from her. <laughs> like, she was psyched. She's like, what? The pan? And I was like, I'll take the whole pan. And I, in my brain, I take it to Jenna's family. I was like, oh, it'll probably cost like $30. It was like $12 for this oh, wow. big pan of brownies. Did you happen to tell her that my tits are named cookies and cream? <laughs> I was like, oh, so those are, uh, there's Chad Daniels tits inside <laughs> those brownies. That's actually the new merch I sell after shows. <laughs> Cookies and cream brownies. <laughs> <laughs> so we leave. We're walking out. I have a full pan of brownies in a to-go brownie pan. And there is a, and I'm, I'm not being critical. I'm just being literally descriptive. A monstrous man walking in, like walking down the sidewalk to walk in as we are walking out. 
and he stops at us and he goes, hey, that there's a Larry. And I go, what? And he points at the brownies and he goes, they call that a Larry. And I go, okay. And he goes, I'm Larry. (laughs) (laughs) So he meant buying a whole pans called a Larry? Yes. (laughs) Did you tell Larry he's going to end up at the gas station pretty soon? (laughs) No, because I I didn't know how to react. I was like, okay. And then he goes, can I have one? (laughs) And I was like, of my brownies? He goes, eh. And so I gave him a brownie, and he just walked into the store, presumably, to buy a whole nother fucking Larry. What? You should have waited out there to get one of his. That's well, what I would have done. <laughs> Trade, Larry. What's up? <laughs> I wanted to know, like, when he was like, can I have one? I thought he meant a whole Larry. <laughs> I just bought this. Us regular humans, we cut the Larrys into mini Larrys. Uh, that town, all-time home run. It seems like, what's it called? Rushville, Indiana. Rushville. I, I believe. Here's the thing. I'm stupid and I don't listen to when Jenna talks. So I'm pretty sure it's Rushville, Indiana. <laughs> I think you and I might have the same thing going on. I don't listen until I hear a very interesting word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I'll be halfway through a story and then just like, oh, shit, I probably should have heard the beginning of that. Yeah, she, she very much could have said like, yeah, right now we're rushing through Lutherville. Oh, shit, a squirrel. And I was like, squirrel? What are we in Rushville right now? Like, yeah. I very much <laughs> could have no idea what's happening. I have a, uh, a message from someone who's listening. Oh, you um, do? Yeah. And it also has to do with the gas station. Um, like what kind of message? It's uh, a text. Oh. This is a, a friend of mine. His name's Eric. Call him Hambone. Hambone. They call that a Hambone. And this dude is fantastic. He has a lake place up by where I live, and he's uh, just one of the most generous people you ever meet in his life, him and his wife. so Great. Uh, so he goes, uh, he texts me, listening to the podcast, driving from uh, Carver to Maple Grove, Sam's Club Gas. Okay, I'm painting a small picture here. All the pumps are full, so I pull in tight to drag hose across back end of work truck. I get out all white and dusty. He's a uh, works drywall. Okay. Uh, white and dusty. Leave truck door open to listen. I'm putting my card in as you fuckers start the come jack shack stories. <laughs> everybody, all caps. Everybody looks at me and what I'm listening to. And can, I can only and only thinks I'm a dusty cum man. <laughs> I try to kick door closed and knock gas nozzle on the ground, still dispensing gas. <laughs> Total shit show. I could do nothing but laugh my ass off. Keep it up. <laughs> if you were at a gas station and you first of all, he sounds wonderful. Thank, he's, thank him. He's great. Thank him for that compliment. But I like the dusty cum man. Yeah, if you're at a gas station and you hear like a radio show about a jack shack and you just turn over and see a guy covered in white powder, you're like. (laughs) I've never told, I've only told two people this next story I'm about to tell you, and he was one of them. I was, uh, I got into a little argument at a a gas station and I don't fight anymore. And so I, I came in, I was pulling in and this guy had a truck and he like wouldn't let me uh, go by him. He just sat there and like w- had his arms up in the air and he was pointing at me to like back up. So finally I was like, whatever, I'm just going to back up. So I back up and I go, 
I have to turn the corner on the street and go into another one. Then this piece of shit had backed up and blocked the pumps again. Uh, and now he's like laughing. So now I honk the horn and uh, finally wiggle into a spot and uh, gave, him, gave him the double birds. Gave him the double birds a boy. as I'm pumping the gas. And he came over. He parked his car, truck in like the entrance. as he So he's leaving the little driveway area. And he parks it there and walks over to me pointing and screaming at me and when he got about three feet away from me i pulled the gas pump out and i sprayed him from his waist down in gasoline no i did did. and then he stopped moving and he goes what are you doing and i go you're not gonna want to move because you're very flammable right now so please whatever's about to happen stop because i will make a spark And then he just got so pissed, walked into the gas station, and then I was done. I paid with a card. Yeah, absolutely. Went around him because his his truck was still parked in the thing. So I went around, waved at his buddy, and left. He had a buddy in the truck? Yeah, he did. Imagine being the sane buddy of that guy who's like, goes home and like, hey, how was you and Gerald's hunting trip? He got sprayed with gas again. You and I, that's the way that you and I are so different, where you, you're far less afraid of conflict than I am. Like, not that I won't go into a conflict, but the moment I pulled that gas hose out, my heart would have been beating so hard. You could have seen it like a cartoon character coming through my chest. And you just, I'm not saying you're a sociopath, but it doesn't even hit you. I just think it's real funny. I mean, it is really funny. So I, I never think like, oh, this guy's actually going to start on fire. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I meant, but you're even, even so, your willingness to do that is, has always impressed me. Well, I also think it's just really funny because no one in the, I would never expect anyone to do that. And I just think now this guy, we both have a story, <laughs> his little worse than mine, because he was covered in gas. But I would have expected if I would have been charging at him, something would have happened like that. I don't know. I uh, I have I basically all this show is going to be is you telling stories and me bouncing back and forth out of the humans I met on my <laughs> indie trip. Um, so uh, speaking of a guy who seems like he would drive that truck, we went to a restaurant. Jen and I did in Indianapolis to meet her friends, Tim and Claire, who, like you said, your friend Tim is he's the best of the best. So we walk in. And sitting at the bar is a guy, and I only see his back, and he's in, a sp- he's in a sports jersey, but it is not a sports jersey. And I sent you this picture. Oh, with the two on it? It is a guy wearing a Second Amendment jersey. So it's a football jersey with the name says amendment, and the, the letter, the number, excuse me, is two. And in, immediately I was like, Jenna, get your phone out. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I was like, turn on your recorder when I get close. And I walked over by him at the bar and I flipped him on the shoulder and I go, hell yeah, brother. And I went to high five him and he turned and just thunderclapped my hand. <laughs> and I went, Hoo! and then I walked off and Jenna did the thing where she accidentally took a picture. Oh, instead of the video. Yeah. So all I could send you is I was like, I, there's a guy in a second amendment jersey. I'm going to pretend to be friend. And let me ask you one question. Yeah. Did he smell like gas? I honestly, I think he probably always smells like gas. 
if you see a guy with a Second Amendment jersey, so his name is Amendment, <laughs> his number is two, that's a punter that doesn't kneel during the national anthem. <laughs> that's what that is. And I, he stands on his tippy toes getting ready to punt. He just rides the kicker's shoulders during the <laughs> national anthem, flapping his arms like an eagle. I don't even... Soar, brother, soar. <laughs> that's right. They call this a Terry. <laughs> the, I don't even, and here's the thing. It's not even a, uh, I'm not even making a comment on the second amendment. You know, I come from hunters and stuff like yeah, that. Sure. I don't, it's nothing about just to me to wear, just wearing a sports jersey. And I'm a sports fan. Wearing a sports jersey as an adult is stupid. And I do it, but I know that if I'm in public and somebody goes sweet Jersey, dumb shit, I have to go, you're right. But wearing a non sports sports jersey yeah like of the second amendment that's interesting it's really weird um anytime i see a grown man in a college football jersey with a, a college student's name on it i always walk by and i go you believe the children are our future <laughs> it's so ridiculous to have a boy's name on your back as a grown-up you should only get to wear that's the rule players who are older than you I just feel like if you, you you see these adults getting so mad at these children where they're like, he can't even catch a fucking ball. You're like, hey, man, he should be backpacking through Europe right now. Yeah. You're lucky he's taken the time to play your favorite sport. Yeah, just the rage at a child. Like, rage at professionals. They are getting millions of dollars. Right. You do not need to rage at a child. You know, All I could think about as I watched this guy almost the whole time we were at the restaurant, I yeah. was just... Because I know we do this show now. I was like, come on, man. Give me something. Give me something. <laughs> Have his team make a basket, and he stands up and does pistol noises, pretends to shoot the bartender. Like, do, do, do. Like, give me, give or me he something. Has a, he has a coffee cup, and he does that uh, this, Doc Holiday thing. I'll be your huckleberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, the only thing I could think of as I was watching him was, like, how great would it be to get, like, if I lived there, just to figure out who he is and get my own jersey made? <laughs> that's like let's, let's say it's like the third amendment this better be funny because i already laughed <laughs> now i feel bad i want to take it back till i hear your solution <laughs> like a, i think you'll like it okay i like the third amendment which is like i'm really a fan of not allowing <laughs> troops to be quartered in my house <laughs> and then also i can go with him so people thinks we're together and i'll sit next to him so people are like those two love the 23rd amendment <laughs> big fans of the district of columbia getting to vote <laughs> Or, and this was the winner, this is where I landed, was I think I would get a very similar colored jersey of him, but the nameplate would say, but also we love gays. And then <laughs> instead of the number, it's just two dudes 69ing. <laughs> wearing a Second Amendment jersey is that funny combination of loser materials between wearing uh, a sports jersey and wearing like a comedy t-shirt. You know, it's like, it's between like, hey, I got on my Vikings jersey and hey, I'm wearing a shirt that like, it's, it's like a bunch of like condoms playing guitar and it just says like the rubber band, you know, <laughs> that sort of shit. You said, um, you said gays, I have to tell you this. So I golf in my hometown and there are a couple people I golf with that throw around the word gay and fag just like nonstop, right? Like they'll hit they'll hit a bad shot to the right and they'll be like, "Uh, oh, really fagged it out there." It's like What? It's like uh, That didn't even make sense. That's what I say. I go, "So, to be clear, are homosexuals known for slicing the golf ball?" 
So I always ask him the weirdest questions, right? And one guy goes, uh, he goes, oh, yeah, you know, I never wear golf shirts because I think they're pretty gay, but uh, I've got one. And I, I always just think, like, are the shirts having sex with other shirts <laughs> instead of pants? I just don't, I don't get how an outfit can be gay. And do you know? Justin, I, do you know? I don't know how an outfit could be gay. because. So when I was younger, I got a brand new pair of shoes. I got a brand new pair of Nikes, my first pair of Nikes. And I was talking shit around the block. I mean, I went two blocks away where everyone used to hang out in our uh, like the after school babysitter's yard. Yeah. And I was like, check out my Nikes. Right next door, there was this kid named Joey. Great guy. Okay. One, one fantastic person. Great parents. And his parents go, well, Chad, why don't you, because I was saying how fast my shoes were. And they go, why don't you put your, why don't you put your, take your shoes off, put them on the ground, and then we'll have everyone else do that. And then we'll watch the shoes race and see whose shoes are fastest. And that's a great lesson to learn. To be fair, for like a day, I was like, I just got these fucking Nikes. Let me talk some shit. But, uh, so. I just put on this golf shirt and I feel like slurping one down. Let me feel it for a day, Chad. So I just don't get like, this shirt is so gay. It's almost like, uh, remember when Patrick Ewing, he was a center for the Knicks. Every time he got to the playoffs, he'd have a pregame interview and he'd go, uh, well, you know, my, my finger hurts. So we'll see how that, how that goes. So if he dominated, he like played through the pain. Yeah. And if he sucked, he had already given an excuse. I think that's what the shirt is. Okay. I think he's like, uh, Oh, the shirt is so gay. So if you guys see me sucking a dick at the bar tonight, you know that's not me. That's this shirt has infiltrated my my being. It's seeped into me. Yeah, it's it's, it's the seeped Pat into me the like Patrick the fella you're Ewing seeing. of golf. Yeah, I, I I just don't. It's so weird. It, I just don't understand it. And I I just ha kind of have this rule against golfing with other people. <laughs> I learned that rule when I was 13 years old. Because I, I would always just go to the golf course near our house and I would jump on with whoever. And I got on with this couple and we are on the first tee box and everything's quiet. Everything's normal. I hit my first drive and then I hear the guy standing back by the trail and he just goes, fuck, if you just have given me the message, Tina, we wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's that is not a good sign for the next nine holes. You just go, did you guys see my drive? <laughs> Anybody watching my drive? Shirt's pretty gay. <laughs> they for the first two holes, I could tell they were arguing, but they were doing that thing where you argue with your partner, but you're kind of embarrassed. So you, you're walking through the trees being like, you fucking the messages need to be there. And it started about the message, and then it became clearly about their whole relationship. It's never about a message. No. If, that's, if I can give you one message, it's never about the message. It's always something else. Guess what? If it's about bed sheets, it's not. It's about you're an asshole sleeper. There's just a lot of stuff behind the initial attack. By like the fourth or fifth hole they were not concerned about the opinion of them any longer. Like, cause they had been being quiet during my shots by like whole four or five. I'm in my backswing and I just hear him go, your sister's a fucking twat. Like just like <laughs> in my backswing. You know, what's great. <laughs> how, I want to know how the shot was. It was bad. Yeah. But by the time we got to no shit, like the, the probably the eighth hole, I think it was, they were engaging me. 
Like he was doing like, can you fucking believe it? You understand what I'm saying? Like, don't get married, man. Don't don't date anyone. Be single. Wow. You know, d- just don't don't be with anybody. And she's like, yeah, maybe just he shouldn't turn into an asshole and treat women shitty. So that's the last two holes. And then we finish, and like I'm on to the next nine. They have certainly decided to break up. They are not golfing the next nine. As I'm like, yeah, you don't really make the turn at that point. No, no. metaphorically <laughs> or physically. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, I'm, I just grab like a Snickers and a water, and I come out, and this guy's coming up to me. And I'm like, oh shit, is he getting like, am I gonna have to be a character witness here? And he tipped me. He handed me. He's like, he goes, sorry man, and he handed me a twenty dollar bill. And I was like, in my head, I was like, this is weird. Well, yeah. He yeah. probably just felt horrible. Yeah. That was, that was to get rid of the guilt. Now, on the ninth tee box, had you turned around, had you turned around and said, is this because I fucked her? <laughs> Could you even imagine? Well, I think, I think <laughs> just him processing that a 13-year-old had fucked his adult significant other would, so have, great. would have been a lot to handle. Did you know that I did James Corden? I did know that you did James Corden. I was nervous about it because I, the set that I sent sucked. So basically... And I know that because you told me that a number yeah, of times. Yeah, I set... So my agent, Hillary, mm-hmm. part of an agency, but I have an individual agent named Hillary. Yep, Hillary. And my manager, Sam, kept asking me for this late night set. And that's their job, and I do need to be kicked in the ass sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. Fair. Um, but I just sent them this set to shut him up. Mm-hmm. And then it got accepted. I couldn't oh. believe it. Yeah. And so then I contacted the guy, Ryan, over at Corden, who books it. And he's the nicest guy. And he let me make some changes. And then I even called an audible at the beginning that no one knew about. Oh, nice. But he some changes. And I ended up bringing my 15-year-old daughter with me. I was so thrilled because my daughter is such a fan of James Corden and carpool karaoke that she actually was I told her I was doing the show and she goes oh my god I wish I could meet him so then I kind of leading up to it surprised her a little bit with this thing so she got to go out there she got to meet uh you know the other guests Jason Schwartzman and Topher Grace and it was a little bit of a disappointment because on the Corden show when they introduce the guests they knock on the green room Mm -hmm. and I was like Olivia you're gonna have this chance to open the green room door and talk to James Corden oh cool and then but then they called and there were too many other segments and so they were just going to have all three guests on the couch waving at the same time when they introduced the guests. Oh. Um, but Olivia, the producer, was so cool, told Olivia to go sit behind the couch at the bar. And when they introduced me, Jason Schwartzman points to Olivia and Olivia waves right into the camera. So she got to be on TV. Oh, that's amazing. Which was really neat. And James Court, here's something interesting, right? I just, I didn't know much about him. Right. Okay. I've seen the show. I've watched Carpool Karaoke. He seems like a fun guy, but you never really know what they're like. Yeah. He came into our green room, talked to Olivia for, I, I'm thinking five minutes, but two and a half minutes into it, the producer goes, James, we're ready for you on the floor. Uh, the show's about to start. And he goes, please hold on. I'm not, I'll, I'll be there in a second. I'm not done talking. And he finished this whole conversation with my daughter about figure skating. It was fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you ever see him and you're like, oh, this guy sings and dances and isn't fun. He's a, a, a he's really a cool dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I have a very opposite story of that. I can't wait. <laughs> the I did Nick Mom's Night Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to say one more thing. Yes. To, to know how old I am. 
I've performed on the Late Late Show with three hosts. Yeah, you have. Kilborn, Ferguson, yeah. Corden. Kil- you fucking dinosaur. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Kilborn, it was like his last month, but still. But still. I, I used to be. So I did Kilborn. Then I also did The Tonight Show where Conan lost that. Yep. And it used to be like I was a Late Show jinx. Because oh, people yeah. would lose their shows right after I was. Yeah, on you them. kill them. Well, let's see what happens in the next few weeks to Corden. Not a chance. But I, I, um, I just think that's fascinating because I used to hear people get introed uh, on the road. I'd have to intro people. Yeah. When I was emceeing, I'd go, "Hey, he was on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and Jay Leno. Here he is." And I was like, "This old motherfucker." I've been and on with three, three of them. Hosts. Yikes. Uh, uh, Nick Mom. So I'm doing Nick Mom in Chicago. Far less cool television show. It's called Mom's Night Out. Oh. And uh, it's comics. It's a bunch of moms perform, but they wanted some token men as well. And I snagged me one of them token men spots. And so it's in Chicago. I decide to bring. Do you think. Well, I'm I'm sorry. Do you think they picked you because you were a young, good looking man and they thought the moms might want to. So I'm now going to have to tell two stories. Oh, surprise, surprise. Bonnie McFarland, I believe, was the host. She's incredible. Fucking amazing. She's so funny. Follow her on Twitter. She's great. Long. There's a long. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's who it was. There's a, they build the stage in the Chicago Hotel. Okay. So there's this long catwalk. And when you do a late night set, there's two marks. Your mark off stage and where you walk to to perform on stage. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's this long catwalk all the way through the crowd back behind the crowd. And I'm about to do my set. And by the way, they get all these moms in there. They film two shows a night and they give them free wine all oh, night. Wow. And I am the second to last comedian. Oh, fun. Besides Miss Pat. So ne- the next time you watch a late night set with a comedian on it, watch them walk out because they're all dumb and hungover looking down for their spot they're supposed yeah. to walk to. So that's like a nice little break down the fourth wall. Situation. Yeah, you get a fun little, that's a fun behind the scenes piece also, of information. Also, moms and wine. Neat. Yeah. Continue. Yikes. So there's somebody goes, oh, we're having a problem with the camera. Let's hold it for a second. So there's a hold. Everybody's standing there. And from stage, Bonnie goes, oh, look, it's Cy Amundsen. And all the drunk moms turn and look at me. And I am 27 or 28 at this point and in better shape and looks than I am now. And a woman in the crowd goes, And because you would think they have people in charge, immediately a producer would have been like, because everybody's like, ha ha, yeah. Like the producers would have gone, okay, all right, everybody, let's just take it easy. Nope. And so then another lady goes, and this is when like Magic Mike had just come out. A woman goes, Magic Mike. And everybody goes, ah. And now it's drunk wine mayhem in there. And then. This lady sitting right next to me just goes, show us your dick. <laughs> and the place goes bananas. She, Very, Archie Bunker's wife. <laughs> show us your dick. Show Archie. us your dick. The place goes bananas in a lot of different. There's a lot of different emotions flowing based off of that sentence. And then the producer goes, all right, calm down. We got the camera going. And Bonnie McFarlane goes, ladies and gentlemen, you're not- so, so oh, I wow. red-faced, just dick-screamed from the side of me, have to do my set. That was all a side story. The point is, I brought Ethan with. Okay. Right? 
and he's loving it. It's like TV sets. There's a big green room full Your of Your nephew. He's heard dick for the first time. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's at this point probably 18, 19 years old. So he's heard dick before. He's heard dick before, but this was not like that. Right. Um, so I'm in the makeup room getting makeup put on, and Ethan comes on and he goes, comes in the room and he goes, dude, this place is fucking incredible, man. <laughs> Food everywhere. I just like ate a bunch of shrimp and a steak and like I was like they had all these wraps and I was like I like would try one of this wrap and one of this wrap dude craft service is incredible and I was like yeah I told you it'd be incredible man <laughs> so he leaves I get out of the makeup I find him and they're like hey food's ready so there was a meal for all the like the producers and stuff and we walk into this room and we are sitting there and all of a sudden you just hear from one side of the room like hey where's the shrimp for my salad and then another guy goes, yeah, mine doesn't have steak either. And then somebody goes, did, did somebody eat half of my wrap? <laughs> Ethan ate all the executive produce, like fingered through and ate all their food. It's amazing. What are you doing, kid? Well, my uncle had to show his dick tonight. So I <laughs> thought I'd go ahead and get some extra food. Did you, uh, I didn't see that story on your Facebook page during the Me Too movement. So anyways, <laughs> let's go to the next story. Um, I... Do you want me to, can I tell you the one last important thing from Indiana? I hope you do. Uh, so we were there for a shower. We did a couple's shower for the wedding. So this is for your wedding? For my wedding, for Jenna and I's wedding. A couple's shower. Because we basically did it as like a reception because we're getting married in Minnesota. Okay. And uh, I hadn't met a lot of her extended family. So Question. Was, yes. Is this, like you tell them, hey, you guys get first crack at us for this couple shower reception mm -hmm. because and then you guys giggle about not inviting them to minnesota because they're embarrassing <laughs> no okay i enjoy her family i want to make it very clear oh. i think they're fantastic looks like a couple of them are listeners <laughs> to the podcast i sure hope not okay because here comes this information <laughs> So I, I'm meeting all these members of her family that I've me never met before. And they are. They're all fantastic. Uh, there was one guy there who was her great uncle, her father's uncle. And he was like the last person I met. Their table was the last people I met in the whole shower. And I sat down. And to give you a glimpse into this man, he is wearing a rancher's cowboy hat. He is wearing a vest and a button down that is snaps and popped open three snaps oh okay and he is big he's a big guy he looks like you know when they test tv shows with a test audience to see if they're like it's going to do well sure like if the guys who were testing walker texas ranger if that guy would have walked in they'd have been like i came i came in my pants I'm, buy your mansions <laughs> we're doing a hundred seasons so i sit down next to him did his breath smell like cookies and cream brownies <laughs> They call me a Larry. <laughs> Larry. I sit down next to him, and he the first thing he says for me goes, Shy, I got a question for you. And I go, okay. He goes, you ever eat horse meat? And I go, <laughs> uh, no. No, I have not. He goes, well, they say about 6% of the world's population eats horse meat, and I'm trying to figure out who in the hell it is. <laughs> so he's going around individually to ask people? 
Can we assume he hasn't been out of the country? <laughs> yeah, is this his quest? Is he just at the auto shop? Like, that'll be $800 for your tire, sir. Great. Let me follow that information up. <laughs> but first. <laughs> you ever eat yourself some horse meat? It caught me. You ever in a conversation and it hits you so hard in the face with an un... I, I, there's nothing he could have said that would have been weirder. Like, hey, stop. What do you think the moon dreams about? Like there is n- <laughs> like a little kid question. <laughs> Every time you see this dude from now on, you have to end your conversations with <laughs> you have to. And then you have to put a fake news article that Jenna sends him that says the people that do eat horse meat end up taking on horse like qualities. <laughs> you have please, please. And then everything like as you walk away, just go. <laughs> or something like that, like, you know, scrape your hoof on the floor, something, please. It's also, it's a very specific statistic to not have your own follow-up information. Like, if you were on the Wikipedia horse meat page and you saw the 6%, you'd probably scroll down to the map. You got to dig a little deeper. Yeah, so he was probably, like, at a bar and just heard some guy playing pool say to his friend, fucking A, Tyler. 6% of the world eats horse meat. What do you think of that? And he's like, and now he heard that, and now he's just the town's horse meat yeller. <laughs> also, I, I know where they eat horse meat. I mean, they eat it all over the world. They eat right, it plus it's 60. France. It's not 6, it's 60. Is it 60? I don't know. Oh, I don't know Just trying to start shit. Well, <laughs> I, the other thing, I know for a fact, I don't know how much they eat, but I know it's acceptable to eat it in different Asian countries. But this seems like, like the hungry ones. <laughs> I think it's I think it's acceptable to eat horse meat wherever you're hungry. Like if there's only horses, <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what we do. We eat. I mean, it has to be right. I would say, like, where are they eating the horse? Where they're fucking hungry and there are horses. That's the answer. <laughs> Easily, that's the answer. I didn't want to. I didn't want to tell him the Asia thing because he seemed like the, like if you tell that guy that information, you're gonna get a call that's like, you find out he's like tripped himself to Asia and is walking around like, excuse me, Mister Roboto, let me ask you something. You know them creatures that nay hey hey about you yum yum those like you're gonna have to you're gonna find yourself in a real rough situation. He seems like one of these dudes that you can upload information into. And just follow him around and watch him ask more questions. Oh, yeah. You know little kids that skip can fly? <laughs> and just watch him walking around like, this motherfucker's about to take off. <laughs> He's like, Excuse me, ma'am. You mind if I ask you a question? That baby of yours got some wings on it? <laughs> you putting a backpack on that kid so he doesn't take off? Is that what the backpack is? There, bricks in there? There are weights in that backpack? <laughs> Yeah, it's also, when the, when he first said it, my heart kind of jumped a lot because I thought he was going to do that stupid relative thing where he's like, let me ask you a question. You understand how to treat a woman right? Because that is my grandniece. Nope, horse meat. Well, yeah, you feed her horse. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows that. When she's hungry, you bring her a little horse. You have to, uh, you have to bring him a horse steak. You kn- so here's what you do. Okay. This is what I think should happen. Yeah. At the, the next time you go down there for some sort of family event, mm-hmm. you obviously have beef, right? But you serve steaks. Okay. As soon as everyone's – you stand up and you ting your glass, ting, 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 and you go, has everyone had a chance to eat the steak? 
And then when they go, yeah, it's delicious. You look right at him and you go, 7%. <laughs> Seven. This is horse meat. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do that now. <laughs> Either that, it, it, the same effect with tinking the glass. I just, instead of tinking the glass, I roll around behind him and lean underneath his rancher's hat and go, how's that taste, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. Yeah, before we go, I have a couple questions for you. Okay. Real quick. One, do you feel like now that we had such a good time in the episode that you really really didn't give me the due credit for my uncle Ronnie bit to start the show. No, you sh are you sure the dude? I don't even think about it. I know you don't think about it, but we have all been thinking about it. Yeah, I uncle don't Uncle Ronnie I, so, is a man to us now. Can well, I he, he is a man to everyone. He's a man to you. He's a man to probably the listeners. He's and to my therapist, <laughs> but not to me. Do you, here's what I want to know for our listeners, just to, just to make me feel better. If you would, I'm not going to make them, but this is just a, a, a test. If you would order an I am Uncle Ronnie t-shirt, I would like you to on either Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, DM Chad and I, <laughs> the words, I am Uncle Ronnie. You're such a piece of And shit. I just want to get the numbers. I just want to come back in here and be like, Chad, this is how many people would have ordered that shirt. And... Your bit was good, Cy, and I care about you. Second question. Yeah. Um, should we? Do you want to end the show by saying our feelings about each other? I don't. For sure you don't, though? All right, show's over. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m., so click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.